Hey, hey, hey! Exciting news! Do you ever look in the mirror or at a photograph of yourself or put on some clothes? Or rather, don't put on some clothes because the clothes you really want to wear are hanging in the cupboard or buried in some bag at the back of the cupboard and your heart sort of sinks and you think... I know, I know I need to do different things. I know I need to do something different to lose the weight, to get healthy, to do all the stuff I want to get to, to what Dr. Alina calls healthy, amazing you. And yet somehow I can't do it. You, my friend, have what is called a doing gap. It's not a knowledge gap. It's a doing gap because you're busy and you've got other stuff going on. So the Radiate and Renew program starting, drum roll please, next week, we're kicking off on Tuesday next week. It's super exciting. You will learn to do four small but mighty habits that you are going to enjoy and it's going to be easy. Now the idea of this, there's two ideas behind it. Number one, you do the habits, in a year's time you've still got the habits and they really have moved the needle. You know, you're really doing things slightly differently. But also, once you start doing things differently, you realise that you can carry on doing things differently. And so you might decide, hey, I'm going to do the reboot or I'm going to do something else and I'm really going to get to the bottom of this goal. I'm going to reach my goal. So if you are interested, if you'd like some help and support, Radiate and Renew starts on Tuesday. I will leave the link in the show notes. Welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina Carrick. I teach busy mums who are trying to juggle everything to transform their lives, to lose weight and lead a healthy life so they can feel fit and fabulous. On the Fit and Fabulous podcast, we chat about nutrition, healthy living, emotional wellness in a way that you can apply to your life. I'll show you how to stop being frustrated and overwhelmed with healthy living and how to make it fun and easy. You're invited to sign up to my free New Me workshop. Change your mindset to healthy living in five days. Get to the bottom of those I can't do it thoughts and transform them into wow, it's so easy and fun. You can sign up at drorlina.com slash new me. That's doctor, D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com slash new line in the middle, me. Hello and welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina Kerrick. Welcome, welcome. Today we are doing something slightly different. I'm going to give you my top 10 resources that I totally love. Okay, top 12 I think it is because really A, I can't count and B, there were so many I couldn't choose all of them so I thought I'd just include them. Now, before I dive into all these amazing things that you should be reading and listening to and etc, etc, I want to tell you that I am working behind the scenes to give you a new free gift. I have been asking people what they want. And the answer is, where a lot of people are getting stuck, is creating food that will help you with your weight loss goal, but also feed your family. Yeah, I know I have children who complain about food. And I'm quite hard-nosed about this in that I don't think children should always get to eat their favourite foods. However, it's easy to get pushed into that corner and feel like you always have to create um, 
the food that your children want. But there is a way around this, and it is perfectly possible to create healthy and easy food when you know how. The issue is people are so busy, everybody is busy, that working out what that is can be tricky. So the first thing I have for you is know what's for dinner, three easy meals to help you lose weight that the kids will eat too. And I've put together three, okay, I think five of my favourite meals and recipes that my kids like that are healthy and put them into a meal plan for you. And I have also included a 30-minute video on the systems that I use because it's all about systems and habits. And I don't expect you to use my exact systems, but I want to show you how I do it so that you can think, aha, yeah, I can see how I can create these systems and habits and apply them to my life. Now, obviously, everyone has slightly different systems and habits because we all have different lives. But you can watch that video. And I will also do a little handout which just summarizes the information in that. So if you are interested in that, that's going to be my new gift that I give people. And you can get it at drorlena.com. That's D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A.com. And then slash healthy family meal plan with a dash in between each of those words. I'll put it, put it in the show notes too. And then if you sign up for that, then I have been super excited to offer my healthy eating reboot at a really reduced price. So the healthy eating reboot is the system that will create excitement instead of groans while giving you and your family the nutrients you need to lose the weight and keep your kids healthy. So this is step one in my three steps to weight loss. And it is really about retraining your body and showing yourself that you can you can do it. Now, normally, when I sell the reboot, I sell it including some one-on-one coaching. And what I've done is decided to offer it at a lower price of only €27 without the one-on-one coaching. So you can buy that and kind of do it by yourself. And I have included a copy of my book, Feeding Toddlers, for those of you who have toddlers. So it's an absolute steal. I hope you'll come and sign up. And I would love to keep in contact And, you know, if you sign up, you can email me and I'm happy to answer your questions. So that's what's going on behind the scenes. I hope that you find that useful. And I hope you find it one of those light bulb moments of, oh, yes, I realize that I can do this. And you can do it. I promise you, you can do it. Okay, let's have a think about my top 10 things that I love. So first of all, I'm going to talk about all those nutrition books. Now, I love reading nutrition books. There are so many nutrition books out there that you can make this a lifetime's habit if you want and just read them. So I've read lots of them and I continue to read more and more of them. So if you remember, I did a podcast on how not to die. I have to confess, I still haven't finished reading that book. Now, I think my number one person for nutrition is Dr. Michael Mosley. Now, if you haven't heard who Dr. Michael Mosley is, he is from the United Kingdom. He's He trained as a doctor, so he's a medical doctor, but he works as a journalist and um, a television presenter. And what I love about Michael Mosley is that he writes in simple language so that it's easy to understand. I personally find him very interesting, but what I really like about him is that he presents both sides of the story. I don't feel like he has an agenda to make me think this one thing or that one thing. He kind of presents both sides and lets you choose. So for example, he talks in one of his books, he talks about meat 
and how some experts think that meat is really good for you, but how other experts think that it isn't good for you. And I personally think it isn't good for you. And I think more people are on the side of it isn't good for you than it is good for you. Again, it's a controversial topic, but I think it's good to give you the information of what's out there and let you make up your mind. And part of making up your mind is, or deciding what you're going to do, is thinking about how that fits into your life. So I personally would quite happily be vegetarian. My children love meat, so we don't exclude all meat We have some meat from time to time, just not very much. So it's about getting that balance right. So Dr. Michael Mosley has written loads and loads of books, and I haven't read all of them. What I have read is The Fast Diet, which is about intermittent fasting. And he starts by presenting some of the information about intermittent fasting. And then he goes on and explains how you can do his take on intermittent fasting, which is called The 5-2 Diet. He wrote a book called The Eight-Week Blood Sugar Diet, which is all about our blood sugar levels and how we can keep our blood sugar levels down. He wrote The Clever Guts Diet, which is, I think, the first one that I read of his. And it's all about your microbiome, and it's a really interesting read. He talks about different um, studies that have been done, and he talks to different experts. And he has a few recipes in there as well. And he also has a recipe book that accompanies that. And I love that recipe book. I have the recipe book. I think it's called The Clever Diet, The Clever Guts Recipe Book. Now, he has other books that I haven't read. I think he has one on sleep and uh, I'm not sure what else, actually. But I really, I love him. And I think if you haven't read any nutrition books at all, he is a really good person to start with. Now, Keeping on the topic of nutrition, I also love Professor Tim Spector, The Diet Myth. Now, as far as I know, he's only written one book. I might be wrong about that. And he really is, he's he's a professor in the UK, and he talks about all these different controversies in um, the nutrition field. And he sort of busts some of those myths. And he gives really a clear understanding of what is sensible healthy eating without getting carried away you know you can read some of these books and think oh my goodness all vegetables are poisonous I can't eat anything and we're going to end up not eating anything and so I think he addresses some of those issues that come up when you start to read these nutrition nutrition books of people who have a very one-sided view of nutrition so I really loved him I have to confess it didn't really change how I eat but it did give me some food for thought and I thought it was interestingly written and I enjoyed reading it last summer when I was on the beach. So another book that I totally recommend. Sticking with nutrition, The Obesity Code by Dr. Jason Fung is an interesting read and it explains all about diabetes and insulin and I think he was probably one of the four leaders of this idea now that we're beginning to see that carbohydrates and our insulin levels are really one of the big keys to why we put on weight and don't understand why we're putting on weight. And this movement towards low carbohydrates doesn't have to be totally low carbohydrates um, and lower carbohydrates. Now, I have to confess, I can't remember exactly what he advocates at the end of his book. It might very well be the ketogenic diet, but I am not 100% sure about that. But it is an interesting read, particularly from the science point of view. Now, if I'm going to have my, okay, I'm going to present all the information hat on, there are some people, some experts in the field who do not agree with this theory. 
But the vast majority of people now, experts, do agree with this theory. But clearly, like everything, the entire world doesn't agree on everything. So I would say that this this theory of insulin is really generally accepted, but clearly not by 100% of people. Now, another nutrition book is called Eat, Fat, Get Thin by Dr. Mark Hyman. And this is interesting. Of course, everything's interesting. Otherwise, they wouldn't be on my list. He goes into the metabolism of fat. And it is a little bit more sciencey. As somebody who understands how the body works, or sort of how to talk about how the body works, I found this very, very interesting. I have to confess, there's no way I could repeat this book to you. It was so in-depth of how how we metabolize fat. And he does advocate a ketogenic diet. And he really talks about fat metabolism. His big take home message is essentially fat is good for us. And we want to be eating healthy fats, rather than bad fats. And we need to rethink the whole low fat thing. I think that's paraphrasing. But that's what that's the message I took home from reading his, his book. And I enjoyed that book. Sticking with nutrition, if you are a podcast listener, which I'm guessing you are, if you're listening to this podcast, now obviously carry on listening to this podcast. But one podcast that I really love is called Thinking Nutrition, and it is by Dr. Tim Crow, who is an Australian research doctor. And he goes into the nitty gritty of research behind different nutritional things. So for example, I listened to one of his recently, which was about coffee and hooray, coffee is on the healthy list. I'm so glad about that because I am not ready to give up my morning morning caffeine. But what I really like about him is he again does this, I'm going to present all of the information and you can kind of make up your mind or I'm going to blast away this, okay, this idea that is quite common. So check out his podcast, Thinking Nutrition. Now, not quite nutrition, but on the topic of health and leading a holistically healthy life and thinking about our amazing lives, there are two more books that I would like to add to this list. One is Why We Sleep by Matt Walker, and he goes into the research behind sleep over the last 15 years and how we have learnt so much about sleep and how the processes behind sleep, what it has what it does to our body. Now, the take-home message is obviously make sure you get an eight-hour sleep. And remember to go and listen to the podcast that I did with Dr. Zarin Sheik, who talks all about sleep. But if you want to know more detail about the processes that go on whilst we sleep and all of those benefits about productivity and specifically about different diseases, then check out Matt Walker's book. And lastly, within health and nutrition, I think... My last pick is Atomic Habits by James Clear. And the reason I have included this is because habits are really the cornerstone of how we lead a healthy life. We want to build up habits so that we do things without thinking. Healthy eating is just something we do without thinking. It's just easy. Healthy eating and living is easy. And that is your systems and your habits. And he talks about how habits work. And his big take-home message is that it isn't people who are really disciplined who create good habits. It's people who set up their lives to 
make their habits easy. And I've talked about this before on different episodes. I'll leave some of the episodes in the podcast notes. But an example that I often give is when I go shopping, I go shopping to the vegetable market. So I have put myself in a situation where, hey, I can buy vegetables. I am not able to buy junk food at the vegetable market because it just isn't there. Another example is when I go swimming. Tuesday and Thursday afternoons are my swimming days. And my habit of going swimming starts when I leave the house and walk my children to school. So I drop them at school for afternoon school. I go down to the swimming pool. I go swimming. And it's not that I am a superhuman person who never thinks, oh my goodness, I don't want to go swimming. It's just obviously I have to take my children back to school. And then I've got my swimming stuff with me. My brain, my body would have to do such an amazing turnaround to not make it to the swimming pool. And so that's another example of how I have created my life so that my habits are easy to follow. So check out Atomic Habits. Now, whilst we're on the subject of nutrition, a couple of vegetable, a couple of recipe books that I would like to include. Now, I have to say, I use recipe books to give me ideas. And often I modify recipes. My children would say I'm a bit of a sugar police. And part of that is because I think we do not need sugar in our diet. Obviously, we like sugar. But there is no need to add sugar. The function of eating is to fuel us. And sugar is really just something that tastes nice. Now, I know it's about getting the balance right. And you don't have to exclude all sugar from your diet. If you're eating small amounts of sugar, then that's fine. But you do get used to things when you don't have sugar. So an example is since Christmas time, I have stopped having honey or condensed milk in my monster breakfast, which is porridge. I have porridge with fruit and dried nuts and fruit and various goodies. And I used to have a teaspoon of honey or condensed milk, which is essentially sugar. Now, of course, there is sugar in fruit and raisins particularly are quite high in sugar. And when I first cut out this honey condensed milk. I did it because my husband was doing it. So I had someone to help me and I saw him doing it. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I just like the habit of sugar. And at first my body was like, oh my goodness, where is my condensed milk? I need condensed milk. And I carried on doing it because my husband was doing it. And after a couple of weeks, I just forgot about it. And now it doesn't even cross my mind that I need to add sugar or condensed milk honey or condensed milk to my breakfast. I just eat it. And now I really enjoy those flavours. I often put pear in my breakfast and pear is particularly sweet, but I can really taste that sweetness now. And I enjoy my breakfast just as much as I did previously when I had the habit of eating sugar. So my message really is, of course, we love sugar. We just don't actually need it. And you can train yourself not to have it. And you can still enjoy your food as much. Now, I know that is super difficult when you have kids, because kids especially are glucose-seeking missiles, and they love their sugar, and they want to eat things that are sweet. And our job as parents is to teach them about balance and setting internal limits. Internal limits are really important. And I personally don't think we do that by excluding it entirely and making it forbidden. We do it by allowing them to have it from time to time, but it doesn't have to be something that they're having all the time. 
So, for example, we are now, my children, lucky children, are now going through a phase where they aren't having extra sugar on their porridge. And we're doing it as a bit of an experiment. But the experiment really is to show them that their brain likes sugar. So for my oldest son, it was a bit of a trauma to even think about it. And he's decided he's going to have baked beans for breakfast, which is fine by me. Homemade baked beans, no added sugar, instead of porridge. But after a while, I'm going to make him go back and see if he likes the porridge without the sugar. And we'll see. He's not particularly keen on porridge, so he might not. Okay, I digress. The point I was making is I often take recipe books and I see people putting quite a lot of sugar in. Now, different cooks put in different levels of sugar. I love Delia Smith's recipes, but she puts in so much sugar to her cakes. Now, actually cooking those things and seeing how much sugar is put into a recipe is really good for you and your kids because then you go, oh my goodness, I just had no idea how much sugar was put into these things. And flour as well. Flour is essentially sugar. And we don't like to think of it as that. We have this idea that flour is somehow more healthy than sugar. But the reality is that isn't true. Once we've eaten it, it turns into sugar in our bodies. So the recipe books that I have been enjoying recently uh, are all about vegetables. I love vegetables and I'm constantly finding new things to do with vegetables. Although I would say simple, easy vegetables are my mainstay of cooking. Just easy. Just It doesn't have to be complicated. Throw them in the oven, chuck in some olive oil. It's super easy. So a couple of vegetable books that I've had for a while, Antonio Carluccio's, I think it's just called Vegetables, and Nigel Slater has a book about vegetables. And I use them from time to time when I've been to market and say have a big amount of a vegetable and think, oh, what can I do with this? And sometimes I look through them and think, oh, there's not very much very useful. (laughs) Just do something entirely different. Last week, for example, I bought loads of chard, too much for us to eat. Now, I love chard. Chard is quite salty. It has a natural salty flavour to it. In the end, I cooked it all up, but it was more than we could eat. And then I just turned it into a soup. And literally, all I did was whiz it up. My children didn't eat it because they don't like chard, but I found it delicious. Another book that I have been enjoying recently is Anna Jones, and it's called A Modern Way of Eating. Now, I love her ideas, and she has lots of beans, which I love, and different ways of doing things. Again, she adds quite a lot of sugar to her things. She uses different types of sugar. I personally don't think that that is necessary. So she will use things like maple syrup and coconut sugar. These are still sugars. And, you know, it's good to have variety in our diet, but I often make her recipes and I just don't add in the sugar. Okay, so let's leave nutrition to the side. And another aspect of healthy living is emotions and how we think. And so I have made a list of my positive thinking how we manage our emotions resources that I totally love. Where shall I start? Now, if you're into podcasts, I love Brooke Castillo. She has a podcast called The Life Coach School. And what I love about Brooke Castillo is she's constantly talking about boundaries and our thoughts and emotions. And essentially, her main message is we are in charge of our thoughts and our emotions and how we turn up in the world. And we are in charge of our happiness and we don't want to abdicate responsibility to somebody else. And she gives lots of tools of 
how to manage that. And I find her very interesting to listen to. I have to confess, I haven't listened to her for a while, but I do definitely recommend her. So Brooke Castillo is number one. These are in no particular order. Now, I always talk about, so Brooke Castillo talks about something called the model, and that's the way she describes um, the thought, emotion, action loop. And I like to think of it more as a loop. So I've talked about this before in podcast number two, which is letting go of anger and how our thoughts create our emotions and then our emotions create our actions. And then often our actions circle around and create new thoughts based on our actions. And interestingly, I read recently that we judge ourselves in the same way that we judge other people. And so it's really interesting to think that we decide what we think about ourselves based on our own actions. So if you are doing something that you disapprove of on one level, you're going to start being more critical of yourself. Now, Brooke Castillo seems to me to focus a lot on thoughts. I think that you can also change your emotions as well, and you can generate emotions internally. And the person who I find talks about this most is Dr. Joe Dispenza. And he has written lots of books, the first one called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And essentially in that book, he says, being grumpy is a habit and you want to create the habit of being happy and enjoying life. And I think, yes, that is amazing. Now, I don't think he is a medical doctor. He's a doctor of chiropractor, a chiropractic doctor, but he has done lots of studies in neuroscience. And I would say he is cutting edge stroke slightly woo-woo. So if you want straight up science, you might find Dr. Joe Dispenza doesn't appeal to you. And I do find some of his science a bit questionable, but um, I love what he has to say. And he does a lot of meditation. So once you really get into his work, He's doing a lot, a lot of thought work and a lot of meditations. And he does big courses around the world where you can go for five days and do a lot of meditation with him and have amazing results according to his books. But it is really interesting. And you can also buy some of his meditations on his website if you just want to try a little bit of meditation. So it's about creating emotions internally. And I think what he has to say is very interesting. And if you want to start with his work, I would say that the most accessible book is creating the habit of being, sorry, breaking the habit of being yourself. Another book that I totally love, or another person I totally love, is a lady called Byron Katie. And she wrote a book called Loving What Is. And she has four questions that she asks. I can't remember them off the top of my head. But essentially, What she is looking at is, what she's saying is that we fight reality. So we have this idea that we want things to be different and they aren't different. And we spend a lot of time battling that situation where really we would be better off just accepting it. Once you start fighting reality, you're never going to win. And so she has these four questions that you can use to examine your situation and any situation you like. So that is Byron Katie. Another, my last book, is called Ask and It Is Given. And this is, again, another slightly woo-woo book. It's called The Works of Abraham, and it's written by Esther and Jerry Hicks. And she says that she has connections with 
a spirit body, I think is the best way of describing it, call, who she calls Abraham. And the book is really written by Abraham through her. Now, this does sound woo-woo, I will grant you. However, I love the book. It is about being positive and about finding ways of connecting to positive thoughts and emotions. And she has, at the end of it, several, I think it's like 26 different things that you can do to help you uplift and think about positive thoughts and connect with that happy feeling that we have. So I think it is worth reading. And at the back, it's got, a, it's like a toolbox of exercises that we can do. So it is well worth reading, even if you don't like woo-woo. As I say, I kind of like woo-woo. I think woo-woo is often things that we just don't know about. If you think back to the day before we had electricity, people must have thought electricity was like magic. So woo-woo often, I think, is us not understanding what is going on. And anyhow, if it gives you something that is useful, I think it's worth reading. Now, my very, very last thing is called Tut, Notes from the Universe. And if you haven't heard about this, it is fabulous. You can sign up, you put your email in, and I think it's three times a week, you get a little note from the universe. And it's run by somebody called Mike Dooley, who has written lots of books as well. But I have to say, I think his notes are the best thing. I've bought some of his books, but I really love the notes. And the notes are a little sort of chirpy, pat on the back, you can do it, lift you up, notes to you from the universe. And I love them. They arrive on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I always make sure that I read them and just think, oh yeah, this is great. It's just a little bit of fun. Okay, there you go. I'm going to rattle them off. Michael Mosley, Tim Spector, Why We Sleep by Matt Walker, The Obesity Code, Um, Eat and Get, sorry, Eat Fat, Get Thin, Thinking Nutrition Podcast, Atomic Habits, Recipe Books, particularly by Anna Jones, Antonio Carluccio, Nigel Slater. Oh, and add to that, if you like soup, the Covent Garden soup books, lots of vegetables, I love them. And Thinking About Emotions, Brooke Castillo, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Byron Katie, Esther and Jerry Hicks, Asking It Is Given, and Sign Up for Tut, Michael Dooley's Notes from the Universe. Wow, so many resources. I'd start with just one if I were you. Have a fabulous week. Remember to sign up for my amazing family-friendly, waste-friendly meal plan. And I will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina. If you enjoyed it, I would be really grateful if you could share it with a friend. Every time you share a podcast episode with a friend, it helps me to reach and help more people. Remember, you're welcome to sign up for the new me challenge. Dig out those I can't do it thoughts and replace them with, wow, this is easy and fun. You can sign up at drlena.com slash new me. That's D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com slash new dash in the middle me. Have a lovely week and see you next week. Goodbye.